1: Hey, thanks for listening to the best of Cavino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every day from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern,
4: 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Cavino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Yeah, buddies. CNR on FSR. It's a pleasure to be here broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
1: And we're in the final stretch to get tickets to Horse Races' biggest moment. We're here. <coughs> the world's best are in Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championship today and tomorrow. The countdown is on. Get tickets today at Breeders'Cup.com. It's going to be a fun one, man.
4: We're really doing this, aren't we, Harry? Uh, I feel like we've been talking about this for weeks, so it's really cool to be here to take it all in. And in one brief sentence, I could say, it is such a scene. I'm mad at my parents for never taking me somewhere cool like this. I mean, I went to the Meadowlands growing up, but this is, like, next level.
1: I don't think there's a lot of little kids running around.
4: <laughs> I think you're fine. Well, I would have liked to have been here, a little kid running around, sliding around on my knees on these beautiful <laughs> floors here, you know, rummaging. There's a nice buffet over there, eating some ZD, whatever they got going on. Anyway, beautiful day, again, live from Santa Anita's racetrack for the Breeders' Cup Championships. Covino and Rich, we got guests stopping by. We got analysts stopping by i, so. uh,
1: I mean bets already did you already how do i not bet on a horse named no nay mets <laughs> <laughs> did you really i did nice. only 10 bucks but it's still what the heck right can well, we
5: talk about the horse in the room when we broadcast live in las vegas <laughs> rich gets the itch yes immediately <laughs> he starts pacing he walks super fast he checks on the digital roulette machine constantly. Yes. And I see that same side of you coming out here at the race track.
4: Oh, of course. Yeah, there's no doubt. I didn't doubt that for a second. Hold on. So the race is going on.
1: <laughs> come on. No name. It's come on. No name. It's come
4: on. Grip the Come on. Grip the
1: Come on around the stretch. Is my horse going to win? Wait, Cherry Blossom spot bet on but Cherry Blossom. Did he? All right. Yeah. So
4: this is part of the excitement you're going to get throughout our show. But we will get into all the other stuff we normally get into. Talking NFL, weekend hobnobbing, what you need to watch this weekend. But I do want to welcome on his very last show with us John Ramos, yeah. everybody. Ramos. Ramos. Hello, John Ramos. Hello. He's here hanging out with us. Hola. This is great. Again, Danny G super producing. Yeah, yeah, Spot yeah. is making bets for Rich. Spot's coming right? back with yeah. the buffet. Yeah. Spot, did you win? I think he did. <laughs> Spot's Cherry Blossom is
1: it did Cherry Blossom win?
4: He's got his mouth full of food. Uh,
1: Spots at the buffet. Uh, You know, I
4: see Jay Stew and Dan Byer and Gottlieb. The whole Fox Sports Radio team is here kicking off the weekend, having fun. Thanks for being part of it, guys. Uh, There's
5: Mike Harmon gambling, too.
4: Yeah, Mike Harmon. So it's going to be a fun day, a fun show. And thank you guys for hanging out and sticking around with us. Now, if you want to call and participate, be part of the fun, we appreciate it. 877-99 on Fox. We got... Bo and Bursh back at the studio, Lone Crown, with your update? So oh, we're, getting, we're ready oh, to roll. And, and
5: Lorena is in for Ramos there on the equipment.
1: Well,
4: Shout out yeah. to Lorena. Hi, Lorena.
1: Well, we're going to get to some NFL right out the gate, but I need a newspaper to slam down like an old guy at OTB when I'm mad. Like,
4: oh, damn it. Of course, of course. God nah,
1: damn it, my horse. <laughs> All right, well, hey, uh, if you're in the area, Santa Anita Park for the races. Now, um, while we're at the Breeders' Cup, <laughs> listen, football still is where a lot of people's oh, minds yeah, are at. So, oh, Danny. You, uh, Danny gave me credit, so I was like, I'll take it. Yeah, Danny G, he's like, my man, yesterday you were the <laughs> first to say culture changed in one day yep.
5: in I, Las Vegas. Everybody was all over that last night on the sports TV shows this morning, and I was like, Rich said it first. Well,
1: I've never seen a change of attitude. Josh McDaniel's out, and it just seems like. Ding, dong, the witch is dead. witch witch the wicked
4: witch. It seems like that because he do leaves. Do we credit Antonio Pierce or do we just think that the Raiders team – was like, well, he's gone. We're gonna do what we want now. Well, it's or do like you think Antonio Pierce brought in the cornhole and, <laughs> and in the mini hoop, the mini hoop and the bean bags yeah. or whatever else he brought. Yeah, Twister. They, they Antonio uh, Pierce brought Twister into the <laughs> they locker room. NBA Jam in the right. lobby. They got uh, a they got a foosball table. Well, I'll guys, tell you what, guys,
1: we got Uno.
4: If <laughs> you yeah, they're playing Yahtzee as we speak. <laughs> look, if you watch the video, you just see what's going on. It does look like, and they're also advertising that they're having a lot of fun. In this new situation right now, for, for real, I asked Danny G, I was like, did they always have cornhole going on? Danny G was like, nah. So they're really, they're nah, advertising Josh, it, Josh too. Josh
5: McDaniels is super strict, comes from that New England, uh, you know, what's the whole thing there about business, do yeah. your job. Yeah. It's very Belichick-like. Yeah, it's very business. It's very don't smile and laugh too much because we got business to take care of. Do your job, Rich. And so I think a lot of the players felt like, for instance, and this has been a big point of uh, – this has been a big topic for Raider fans for months now, what happened to third in Renfro? He went from over 100 catches right. to 16 targets all year. Well, changes
4: and are
1: happening as yeah, we speak.
5: You know what Renfro said? He was quoted as saying, we're not walking on eggshells anymore.
4: Right. And it seems wow. like wow. – it seems like – overnight, even not only in the locker room, even on social media, yeah. G, you were saying they went from like stuffy to all of a sudden edgy
5: and oh, cool. the, the
1: Raiders PR team, their <laughs> right. Instagram, their Twitter, I'm X.
5: The yeah, Raiders all of a sudden went. their social media team is creative and clever and having fun. And so all the comments underneath are like, look at they even, you know, are having fun now with Josh McDaniels out the door.
4: You brought up, you know, the Belichick sort of stuff and I feel like the same sentiment, the same feeling is when Tom Brady left New England. We saw, oh, wait, there's a different side to Tom Brady, and he immediately started to show the, the funnier, no. fun side, looser mm-hmm. side. And Tom we Brady's saw that. funny? Exactly. So you know that's what? what we're sort of seeing
1: there. When, when people that's a leave, good point. That's when, a really good point. When people leave, there's one of two reactions. When a guy like John Ramos leaves...
5: Yeah.
4: We're
1: going to miss you, Ramos. Appreciate that. The
4: sentiment. By the way, it's the the most genuine goodbye, honestly. Most genuine goodbye I've ever been a part of. We've worked with 20, you know, 20 something years together in radio. People come and go all the time.
5: Screw that guy. This goodbye I really (laughs) feel bad about. No, I do. But
1: yesterday, when we had some drinks and some appetizers and food to bid Ramos farewell, Everyone was quick to want to raise their glass and, and toast John Ramos. So sometimes people leave. You're genuinely like. They even gave him a hip, hip hooray. <laughs> oh, I believe there was a. For he's a jolly good fellow.
0: <laughs> all that stuff you see in like the 1930 movies yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the scene, we were all in black and white.
1: It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no,
4: I, I got Let's like, hear it for John Ramos, the luckiest man in town. <laughs> so
1: Ramos, that's a sad farewell. We wish him well, but we are going to miss him. It seems like the opposite, complete opposite. Two, yeah. guy, two guys leave. Ramos leaves. Everyone's devastated. Like, oh, man. Josh McDaniels leaves? They're having a party, yeah. but not with him. They're having a party because he's leaving. And not only did Danny point out the social media team. Uh, Devontae Adams playing basketball, cornhole.
4: Um, I know. I noticed the cornhole right away. I'm like, what is? here's a cornhole thing going this, this, on in the
1: locker room? This reminds me of two... I'll give you two examples, and then we'll play some audio from Antonio Pierce, who clearly he's got that vibe. He's got that – he's
5: he's intimidating, but he's also a, a, fre- a breath of fresh air as far as the way he just communicates because Josh McDaniels is so bad at talking with the media oh. that that was one of the hard things to stomach. As a Raiders fan, you want a coach that's going to be more like a Robert Sala yep. who's a leader of men, and – and can maybe bring the team back to greatness and intimidate other teams once again.
1: Commands respect, yes. but
5: still cool and could relate to the players.
1: It's uh, it's amazing how one day all these players could feel a, a particular way, and then they get all in their feelings and feel another way the next day just based on McDaniel's departure. Now I have a few examples, and then we'll hear from Antonio Pierce and Devontae Adams uh, talking a little Raiders to kick off the show today. This reminds me of when my parents got divorced. <laughs> My mom was always like, Richie, we should have a family dog. And my dad, rightfully so, because my, I have two siblings. Everyone was irresponsible.
4: Oh, we're not going to have a dog. No. I told you there's no room for
1: dogs. Well, listen, we got three little kids. The house is already a mess. Your mother's a pain in my ass. We don't need right. a dog.
4: The well, last thing we need is another dog, another headache. <laughs>
1: the day the divorce is final, my dad leaves. My mom gets a dog. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> it's like, that's Antonio Pierce's effect. And
4: coincidentally, uh, cornhole in the living room. Yeah, yeah
1: we got a basketball <laughs> hoop, and it was great. But it's, Are you it's, saying
5: Antonio Pierce has a lot of dog in him? He, he's he's a got dog. that dog in him. He but does.
1: Antonio Pierce and the effect he's had is sort of like when my parents got divorced and my mom's like, now nah, we
4: can get a dog. But, but here's the question. I know we're going to get to all those clips and all these stories. You know, you change the culture. Does that necessarily translate to winning? And I we hate shall to see. I hate to rain on the fun parade, but our buddy Wes in Vegas hit us up just now. Again, at Covino and Rich, if you want to chime in or call? Arana's on the phones eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Culture change, maybe talent change. Nope. Fun only lasts if they continue to win. If they start winning, losing that's not fun. But even if they lose
1: in a better fashion, I know that sounds ridiculous. Because the Raiders are still building the talent on that team. They have talent. Yeah. But if this team, they're 3-5 and five now, if they find a way to go 8-9 and nine or 9-8 nine and eight and play respectable football, even if they miss the postseason, because mm-hmm. there's tough teams in the AFC, you just can't flounder the rest of the year.
5: Well, I'll tell you what they're not going to do. They're not going to ignore Hunter Renfro any longer, as I mentioned yep. a little bit ago. They are going to spread the ball around. The defense is going to fly around fast. And Jalen Smith was uh, signed recently, and that's another thing that everybody's been noticing is he came in uh, when when Josh McDaniels was there, and they really need help there in the middle of the field on defense. And for whatever reason, he had a great workout, and Josh McDaniels was like, nah, I'm "Yeah, gonna, I'm going to go with my former Patriots that I have on the squad already." Well, what does uh, the the interim GM do, uh, Champ? Uh, he he says, "Okay, I'm going to bring." Jalen back in, and, of course, he used Mm -hmm. to be a former Cowboy. He was great on their defense. He's like, I'm going to bring him back. I loved your workout. I don't know what Josh McDummy was thinking, but you are signed. Josh McDummy. (laughs) David Long, (laughs) you're cut. And so already these new guys are making an impact, but Covino is right. Words are cheap. You've got to show it on the field now. Got to
4: show it, but, you know, this is the start. And I think that the culture has to to match the expectation, meaning, like, you had this – you were talking about this stuffy Belichick culture – that doesn't really match with the Raiders' sort of vibe no. and the people they're playing for. So I think they do have to make these subtle adjustments to sort of match what the people expect from the Raiders, and that's why they are also blasting like straight out of Compton. That's another <laughs> side story. Yeah, during practice. During practice, it's like, yo, we have to create an identity. So I guess yeah. it does start with that. we got to figure out who we are, create an identity. We're not this stuffy organization. That's not who we are. This is the, the Raiders here. And, you know, that's adding to the fun. People loosen up, playing basketball, playing cornhole. You know, it does make me think they about – They got a dog. They got a dog. <laughs> Rich, no, but it does make me think dog. about, like, um, sometimes traditions, Rich, and you yeah. say this, I'm, I'm quoting Rich, is making the same mistake over and over again. We live in a different time and in a different world. And maybe these younger players don't really relate to that, like, Bill Belichick stuffy sort of way – and you know I can't help but think about that every time someone brings up the Yankees and shaving and things like that. It's and like, pinstripe pride yeah, it's like, yeah, hey, that worked in a time and in a place, right? But maybe it just doesn't work anymore, and maybe this shakeup is what an organization like that needs.
1: So much like my mom getting a dog, much yeah. like uh, Antonio Pierce bringing in cornhole and a basketball hoop. It, it reminds me of something I watched last night, besides some Thursday night football.
4: Are you sure you want to talk about that on Fox Sports?
1: Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, okay. I, which, thought, you meant,
4: I thought you meant what you watched on your phone when no one was around. <laughs> when my wife
1: went to sleep early? <laughs> no. Um,
4: I know this guy's search history.
1: Bachelor <laughs> in Paradise. The same way, it, it, like, you could change your mojo on a dime. The same way the Raiders went from, like, I'm sad. Bachelor in Paradise. These girls and guys on the show, they're so, quote, in love. Then some hot new piece of ass comes on the beach, and they're like, yeah, yeah, forget you. Look at that. And that only works if it's sustainable. To, to mimic what you're saying about the Raiders, you need to see results, right? Like, if you don't see results or even a change of attitude.
4: you know, then, then And you know what? Then no more cornhole. Yeah, like, <laughs> then things start to go away and you start to think, you know, we got to take this serious again.
1: But if you want to hear from Devontae Adams, take a listen to what he said about what he would do for Antonio Pierce. Take a listen
2: you need somebody that knows how to lead men and you know that's not me saying that Josh wasn't that guy but that's just what he's obviously alluding to because um, I think Josh was was great at leading leading men, he had the right idea, and you know what he was looking for out of this team. Um, you know I totally agree with everything that he he wanted us to do. It's not like he was sending us out there with with bad intentions or not with our best interests at heart. So um, you know that's that's basically what he's saying. But you know AP's not going to get in there and t- say run this play for Tay. You know you don't know any of our plays. He's he's over there coaching linebackers and dealing with the defense. So I think it's more about just you know having him shape our minds, getting us ready to, to go out there. And, and I mean, I, I'm already ready to run through a wall for that man. So it's uh,
5: it's a good feeling.
1: Wow. Antonio Pierce seems that like a quick. guy that has the respect of all those dudes. Also, keep in mind, he's a he's a former Super Bowl champion.
5: Yeah, with, the Giants. with the Giants who they're going to play on um, Sunday.
1: And let, let's hear again, we played this yesterday, but, again, just the vibe of Antonio Pierce compared to Josh McDaniels. Listen to Antonio Pierce.
2: I had opportunities to leave and go to other organizations. I decided not to. The short story, the matter of fact, is I grew up in Compton, California. I was born a Raider. I was born with the Raiders rolling in the Coliseum in L.A. I was rolling with N.W.A. talking straight out of Compton, rocking Raider hats. So when the opportunity came to work with Josh and Pat Graham and Dave, I jumped on it. So that's what set me up for this. I was born this way.
4: Man. Yeah,
1: it, straight it, out of Compton, mother, right. named Antonio.
2: <laughs> I mean, this it, guy's it goes
1: ready. with
4: again creating that identity, creating that vibe, and you know it ties back to. I remember Colin Cowherd saying, "Stars oh, no. attract other stars." Yeah, he oh, did no. say that. He no, did no, 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 yeah. he did say that. In his opinion, sometimes the quarterback's vibe needs to match the city. Same with the culture, same with the locker room, same with yeah. the players, the identity. I think Antonio Pierce brings more of that. I mean, clearly, he, he says he was sort of born
5: a Raider. That's that's what this team needs. Most Raider fans were not on board with this hire from day one because, hello, it's New England. It's Patriots. Exactly. It's the tuck yeah. rule. That's, that's it's the it's Patriots buttoned way. stuff, where the Raiders are known for what? And Ramos can speak on this. He loved 70s and 80s football. John Madden. Yeah. What were the Raiders famous for? taking in all the misfit players that other teams didn't want or thought were dirty or thought were done. Yeah. Like Jim Plunkett and other guys. And go back. pretty, yeah. Go back to Ken Stabler and the guys he threw the ball to. And the guys on defense that would play with casts on their arms. and Ed would, Hendricks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were known for that. And how do you go from that to, like, the New England way of Exactly. Sports? No, you no. Can't. It's, you can't. It was never a good fit.
2: But, Rich, you know, why would they wait? Why is this guy who is in their backyard, why is it taking him something? He's – Sounds like he's a Raider guy. Right. Why is uh, well, he overlooked
0: up until this point? Because, I mean, well, I don't
2: think
4: it was about overlooked. It's like what we were touching on yesterday. They wanted the sexy name, okay. right? And that's really what it was. They wanted the sexy you think sort Josh
1: of. is Josh a sexy name?
4: <laughs> oh, Josh I mean, and Daniel. Okay. Every <laughs> Josh
1: I know is kind of sexy
4: when you think about it, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, listen, we'll see. This is one of those we could speculate and talk all we want, but we'll have to see. What's the product on the field come the next few weeks? We'll see if Antonio Pierce. If these guys really will run through a wall for him, will will the offense look different? Will guys that aren't getting the right touches get the touches? We'll we'll find out. So we'll talk more NFL coming up. We are live from the Breeders' Cup, Santa Anita, and
4: we got a guest coming up that's going to break it down for us. He's a TV racing host and analyst and reporter, Joaquin Jaime. What do you you know about training
0: horses? Uh, Not a whole lot. That's why he's here. We're going to learn. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Terms and conditions apply.
3: It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a b and with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800 334 q for details. Always dive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Do you love Selena?
1: Like really love?
3: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
1: And, Stan, we do over
0: three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
3: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
4: Right now, we have a very special guest. He's a TV racing host and analyst and reporter, Let's welcome Joaquin Jaime hey, to yo. the show. What's up, my man?
2: I'm doing very well, guys. Thank you for having me. Happy Breeders' Cup.
4: Thank you, man. Yeah, this all. is our first time here, so
2: we're super pumped about first it. First
4: of all, Joaquin, are we underdressed? I feel like
1: we should be wearing
2: <laughs> suits. Should we have suited up? I, I, you know, I wasn't sure. You know, that's the thing about the racetrack is it doesn't matter. It's what your vibe is when you're going there, right? Mm. Do you want to go on the track apron and be in a short t-shirts and flip-flops and hang out, or do you want to go up to the turf club, step it up a notch, and you know, take your, your girlfriend, your wife, whatever it may be, and, and have it a little bit more fancy. Totally up to you, man. Whatever your vibe is, you can do at the racetrack. I
1: feel like I see a lot of nice cocktails, a lot of beautiful women. It's oh, All those, those cocktails
2: have been flowing early, it's early too. Here. I did a uh, I did a segment the other day with uh, somebody that was making the uh, Maker's Mark uh, Gold Rush cocktail, oh. and it, I was like, no, I'm a bur- I'm a bourbon guy. I usually just drink it on the rocks. I don't like a whole lot of ingredients in it. Yeah. But the Gold Rush cocktail that they have here, that was that was good, man. Yo, hook it up. <laughs> Let's go. I don't know if I'm
1: even supposed to, but I've been snacking at that buffet over there. <laughs> So uh, having a great time so far, and this is our, our first time here, okay. and listen, we've got to be honest, we're learning, and that's the fun of it, right? We're learning yeah. as, as we're here. First of all, when I'm picking some of these bets, uh-huh. is my approach, uh, I'm picking names I like, <laughs> but
2: with not terrible odds. Is that an amateur, decent approach? <laughs> well, no, I mean, we all have to start somewhere, exactly. and, and we all have to go around that learning curve, and, yeah. and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, Sometimes you might be picking more winners than me by just selecting the names, and I'm digging in, watching the replays and doing all my film work and everything like that. At the bottom line, it's, it's gambling, right? You're going to well, have good days, and you're going to have bad days. The well, difference
4: it, is we're in our 40s. You learned as a little kid, right? Didn't you have an uncle or something like that that taught you how to yeah. read the racing forms and things like that? Yeah. What are the basics? Like, what are you looking for? Uh, it's, what's it called? The daily racing form, right? Yeah. What da- are you looking for when you're looking at that? Yeah, so
2: the daily racing form has past performances. So every time that the horse is run, there's a running line, and it just gives you a snapshot of what that horse accomplished, win, lose, or draw of what they did in that particular race. You're taking those past performances that you're looking at on paper, trying to project what is this horse going to do today. Right. Right. Are, are
4: you also looking at how long ago those past performances were? Like did sure. they get enough rest, things sure. like
2: that? Okay, so let's put it in in human standpoints yeah. where for some horses, they might be, maybe they had an injury, whatever it may be, and they're coming in off a two-month layoff, three-month layoff, four-month layoff if you're going to the gym consistently and then we're going to send you out to the field and you haven't played whatever sport it may be in three, four, five months, you can't duplicate match fitness. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're going to be a little rusty. Maybe you're going to need a race. Are you going to bet that horse that hasn't run in three, four, five months for this particular race? Right. What's that called
4: in fighting? It's ring rust. What's it called? That's a, layoff. a that, layoff. So, so you, you have He's a horse
2: in a and you're like, I don't know if I'm gonna bet this horse today because horse XYZ is coming off a long layoff. See, right? let me ask you.
1: This is an interesting thought because you know when you got little kids. Uh-huh. You know how you can't tell what makes them feel sick because they can't really communicate it to you. Because you're like, but, welcome to the trainers. That that's what I was gonna ask because when you're little, if you have like a two year old and they're like, ah, they're holding their stomach. You're like, well, are you okay, buddy? Right. You don't know. They're little kids. When you're training horses. Mm-hmm. How, do, how are you
2: deciding like, well, is this horse looking good today? Like, uh- And see, and that's that's not my area of expertise at all. I don't have a trainer's license. I'm not a horseman. But for those men and women on the backstretch, this is their life. They do this daily. That's a crazy they, skill, right? They understand these horses probably better than humans. And I don't think they'd be offended if I, if I said that at all. I was talking to a representative uh, from Godolphin, one of the powerhouses in the world of thoroughbred horse racing. And unfortunately, their horse, one of their top horses that was Supposed to run tomorrow, pretty mischievous. She scratched, and he told me we got her to the. We saw her at the barn earlier this morning. She was just telling us she's not right right now.
0: Wow! Like, that, I mean,
2: and that that's just, you're you're listening and you're watching and you're seeing those cues from those horses that they see these horses every single day. So every as a, single morning,
4: as a reporter and analyst, your job is to know more about the trainers and
2: how good they are. Then right? Yeah, I, I think. For me as the reporter, I want to assess the race and handicap the race to give the audience the most information that I can get them to help them feel the most educated, where they could have that lead up of the last 10, 12, 14 minutes. I could do a couple pre-race interviews, give a little bit of a report, and I hope that the audience, if they're listening, could say, I have enough information where I feel in tune. I am educated on this race. I can make a confident bet right now. That's my job as a reporter, I feel, and that's what I try to give them. And as a researcher, right? Because you
4: started, so started as a researcher yeah. as, uh, in 2006.
2: Right. So what, what, is that? what does a researcher entail? Researcher for me was really helping out the other producers and talent at the time just to help them with the show, whatever they need. Any questions that they had, the producer would send out the rundown. Hey, uh, can you give me a couple elements for this block? here talent may have had questions I'm, I'm looking at this race and that race can you find out when the last time this happened sure so being part of the research department then was really just um, assisting with the show got, got, got it got
1: it so got it Joaquin Jaime mm-hmm. here with Kavino and Rich this guy's an expert so I love <laughs> asking the questions that again we're we're learning this you know but it's all good man you've you got you got to start
2: somewhere yeah I, I, I love you know?
1: coming from the inquisitive standpoint because it's like you know when your your wife or girlfriend will ask you questions like why do they do that in a sport you know you yeah like, I, I I don't know
2: right like but sometimes this is, the most basic questions but the, our sport is so different man yeah. like it's it's a really complex sport and i I think that's what maybe we don't I, we just Take it for granted now. I think sometimes we have to take a step back, and mm-hmm. there's so it's so complex. Where okay, you got to take a beat and explain it a little more simply for for other people that don't broadcast this or talk racing seven days a week like we do, man. But but all of us, man, we love it, and we love when we can get new people like you guys out to Santa Anita, out to the Breeders' Cup, out to the big events. Man, that's why and, we're here and, and come um, and watch horse racing. I'm with pumped, us.
1: Man, I'm, I'm learning more stuff every minute. So yeah. a football spread will sometimes move throughout the week, right, based on injuries, based on weather, based on things. Of course. Um, Up to the race itself, The sometimes the odds are changing based on just bets. Obviously bets, but also other times where it's like, yeah, people observing, like, we're not feeling this horse
2: is ready? Is that uh-huh. possible? Well, uh, when they come out of the racetrack, say mm. 10 minutes to post, they do the post parade, and it's a long-standing tradition. They parade in front mm-hmm. of the grandstand. Yeah. Everybody's able to get their eyes on the horse and see how the horses look physically, their body language, and then and then how they're warming up. But yes, the, the odds are going to fluctuate as the wagering is happening. The more money that is bet on a horse to win, the lower yeah, the that. odds are going to go. And then if the lower odds are going to happen on that horse, then the other horses are going to be forgotten about. Their odds are going to float up and, and be long shots the your if you bet a horse at say uh you know, three to one plus 300 right mm, yeah. you bet a horse at three to one at five minutes to post these aren't fixed odds these aren't locked odds so you're gonna have to wait and see until the gates open what your off odds are going to be got gotcha. right there so uh you could it could work in your favor they might flow it up a little bit but maybe everybody saw what you saw and now the odds floated down just a little bit more, too. What's
4: the gambling etiquette as far as who can bet, who can't bet? Trainers, owners, guys like you, you know,
2: is there a rule where they can't bet? First of all, for us, yeah. what we can bet as long as we're professional yeah. <laughs> and, we could, and we can hold it together. You've I mean, got that itch. Yeah, like You've the, always, you always got your eye on those sure bets, too. Well, well the thing w- is we do so much prep work and we do so much yeah. homework during the show. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about these Breeders' Cup horses that we're talking about Friday, today, and on Saturday. I, they're ingrained in my mind for the last two weeks. I'm like, there's no way I'm not going to bet these races, right? <laughs> yeah. But also at the same time, you do all this this homework, you make your wagers, and you, annoying, you might get Do you have annoying friends that hit you up all the time? The, You've been oh, knowing yeah. friends like, yo, dude. They usually pop out of the ground on Kentucky Derby Day. Yeah? Yeah. They're like, wow, that's, uh, you know, the last time you see the text message and yeah. it's like May, whatever, from the last year. It always that's pop, pops up right there. But uh, yeah, for us, as long as we can be professional during during the broadcast, bosses have no problem.
1: Nice. Hey, I have one last question for you, yeah. Uh We talk about in other sports, travel's a factor, right? A team could be traveling West Coast, East Coast, a bye week coming off of, you know, some teams in the NFL now going to Germany, London. When you see some of these horses that are coming in from around the world, does travel affect the horse the way it would a human when they're on these flights? That's and a th- funny question. So, so right.
2: this, is, this is a global event yeah. that we have here. This isn't even, I, I would say, like a World Series or a Super Bowl. This would be more on par with the Olympics yeah. because you have J- Japan, Ireland, England. I mean, everybody's involved in here from across the globe. They have a quarantine process that they need to go to. So they get here early, go to the quarantine process, and then get acclimated here. There's two trains of thought for particular trainers, and it just depends on their program, what they want to do. For example, a Hall of Fame trainer, Steve Asmussen. Nobody has won more thoroughbred horse races than Steve Asmussen ever in the sport, right? So his horses, they always get here early. He likes his horses getting acclimated. So I would say they've been here maybe the last four to five weeks for him. So that's all part of the strategy. Uh, So they're here. They're Uh, Yeah. But, however, another Hall of Fame trainer, Todd Pletcher, his horses – might have been here, say, the last week or so. I want to say they got here Monday or Tuesday of earlier this week, and it works for Todd Pletcher, a Hall of Fame trainer, just as respected. So it's really whatever trainer's program is and what their personal preference is. Got to. Although all the horses have global entry or pre-check? Yeah. <laughs> TSA pre <project>, right? <laughs> how do they, how do they, uh, they fit in uh, those little bathrooms? <laughs> I yeah, that's right. uh, TSA pre uh,
1: Joaquin, Jaime, <laughs> thank you so much for giving us time, man. And oh, yeah, of course. Appreciate you anytime us, we're,
2: we're trying to learn, and you're the man. Anytime, you, man. Anytime you guys need help, man, come talk horse I racing really with us. I really appreciate that, of man. Course. Thanks for of course, having thanks us. Thanks for
4: having me. Joaquin, Jaime, again, TV racing host and analyst and reporter, breaking it down for us here on the Covino and Rich Show Live from the Breeders' Cup Championships. And he's a cool story, too, because he combined his love of broadcasting and horse racing
0: together, and he's doing it big,
4: man. So, cool guest to have on the show.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: Hey, we're Covino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's
4: why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show. We never get to everything.
1: uncensored, by the way, so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after-show podcast of all time. There you go.
4: Overpromising. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Covino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Cavino and Rich take a look at your football team. Is your squad kicking some butt or is their play causing a pain in your gut? Nervous farts and Techmo Bowl high fives.
1: That might be the best <laughs> piece of production. <laughs> I don't even know what that Vito ever made <laughs> in his oh, life. Oh, that's great. Holy smokes. So, <laughs> I mean, if you
4: don't know the reference, uh, the Tecmo, high, uh, Tecmo Bowl high fives. That's when you scored a touchdown playing one of the greatest NFL games from the NES yeah. back in the day, oh, Bowl. Dude, in Bowl. early Jackson. in the
1: early 90s, that, gr- that, that graphic of the slow ball yeah. high five was like, that was graphics at its best in the
4: 90s, right? Second to that was the slam dunk graphic in double dribble. That slam dunk graphic, but yeah, that double graphic dribble. of the high five, that means your team is feeling it, so... We're going to go over which teams are feeling nervous week nine, which teams are feeling great, given high fives. But Rich has a spin on it. Yeah, today's spin is interesting.
1: And by the way, we are live from the tireact.com studio. Got to give shout-outs to Progressive Insurance, making bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount, combine it all, motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more, all in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Now, my spin this week on... Nervous bellies, nervous farts, or Tech Mobile high fives—is that I think there's a lot of nerves, not a lot of high fives, because there's a lot of teams that we we talked about this earlier in the week. There's a lot of great teams playing other great teams, and a lot of
4: bad teams playing other bad teams. Our right? Teams,
1: there's no pressure either way. Bad I mean, teams are done. In, in right? a
4: nutshell, you got the Dolphins and the Chiefs playing each other. I mean, so. that's
1: that that kicks off your yeah. Sunday at six thirty in the morning. So out right here
4: in that, LA, right there sets the tone. Well, of you got two really good teams. That's
1: a question in itself. Ramos, Danny G, Cavino, I'll ask you guys. If it was, I don't know, the Jags versus the Saints from London or something, but you wouldn't wake up. But are you watching at 6.30 a.m. if it's the Dolphins and Chiefs? Oh are boy. you setting that alarm and laying in bed and watching?
4: It just depends how
1: wild your Saturday night exactly, is. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but- how I'll, many, t- I'll tell you I'll tell you I'll yeah. tell you what Camino Saturday night will be. He'll watch reruns of Shark Tank and go to sleep at eleven. So you'll be fine. If that's <laughs> okay. yeah,
5: you know what? <laughs> I mean, there's a good chance for sure. This might sound like a football degenerate, but I wake up early when the Jags are in London. Wow. So, so you, yeah, I'll you know be what? up for this. Well, for you sure. know what?
4: Danny G has a little baby at home, so of course he's going to be up. Yep. That is oh, true. but he's
5: sleeping next to my wife. I'm sleeping downstairs. <laughs> Perfect.
4: All right. So,
1: so <laughs> again, that's an early game,
5: fellas. So
4: let's uh, let's start with.
1: Uh, The teams that should be nervous, I want to jump right ahead to Sunday night because I feel like it's the game where two teams really need it to keep pace of what they want. They're both playoff teams in my mind, but when you talk about keep pace of what you want, meaning home field, win the division, you don't want to play unnecessary wild card games if you don't have to. Right now the Buffalo Bills – are five and three. They're playing at the Bengals, four hmm. and three. Both teams probably wish they didn't have three losses. Exactly. Both yeah. teams are good. Both teams are contenders in the AFC. Yeah, both teams a little uh, erratic though. Yeah, they, you know they've had I mean? erratic like, they moments. They
4: haven't been consistent. Either one of them. Like Buffalo's dropped a couple in a row at one point. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, what
1: happened? And then you know, I mean, you,
4: you could say that for most of the Cincinnati, teams, just but especially righted, them.
1: You know, Cincinnati just righted their ship. So you got to say the games in Cincinnati. If they lose. They're 4-4 four and four in a division where everyone's over five hundred. Now, if the Bills lose, they'll be 5-4, and four, and they'll be multiple games behind the Dolphins. So the Bills don't want to drop multiple yeah. games behind the Dolphins because you know what the Bills' best path to the Super Bowl is? Home field. Yes, you want to play in Buffalo. You don't want to go to Kansas City, and that's likely. You don't want to go to KC, and you, and you want to have that Buffalo Bills snowy January playoff weather. And you're not going to have any home games if you drop to five and four and then you end up – now you're wild card chasing. So Buffalo needs it too so are,
4: are you saying like all these teams, because of these matchups, they're all nervous? Yeah, no one's I, really <laughs> giving high fives, right, I, I sitting pretty, feeling comfortable. I can't
1: find the power team. No, you're right. Here's another I can't another find one.
4: the power team that's like,
1: oh, you know what? We have an easy game this week, and we're already one up in our division. There's none of that this week.
4: It, it really no. is um, some pretty fair matchups. Cowboys-Eagles. That's another oh, one. That's one be right. be Look at that, right? Good game. So the, really good game. The
1: Eagles, again, much like the, the Eagles – Super Bowl odds, I'd imagine if you asked like, you know, a, a gambling expert in Vegas, if the Eagles secure that one spot, the one seed in the bye, and everything had to go through Philadelphia, they are very likely going to the Super Bowl. If they have to go to the Bay Area in San Francisco, if they have to go to Dallas, if they have to go anywhere, that's not good. So the Eagles want to win, and the Cowboys don't want to drop to 5-3 and three because then know what the narrative narrative will be?
4: Oh, the Cowboys will get a big step back. You know, they're 5-3. You're right, you're right, because yeah. then I look at this game too, and Rich is absolutely right. Again, what we're saying here is all these teams are nervous. No one's really sitting pretty and confident. The Giants-Raiders, because, look, the Raiders got something to prove this week. Did they really change the culture? Is it really a culture shift already? And then the Giants. The Giants are done. See, that's a I game. Mean, they're done, game. but they don't want to lose again. Yeah, but that, that to me is a game where I
1: I think it's meaningless. No offense, Danny. It, I think it, like the it Raiders, is,
4: but, again, you know, then the Giants are 2-7. and seven. I'll hit you up with another two It teams. can't be
5: meaningless, though, Rich, because right. the Giants made the playoffs last year and advanced oh. to the second round of the playoffs. And match. Antonio yeah. Pierce
4: is playing his former team. Yeah.
1: You know, so. there's, there's a fun storyline there, but now when you talk about pressure, though, the Seattle Seahawks, did you think they thought at this point in the season they'd be a half a game up on the 49ers? No. Nope. They play the 49ers on Thanksgiving night. They t- and the Niners come back after a bye week next week, and they go play in Jacksonville, which is not easy for the 49ers. So Seattle's thinking, yo, imagine we could be a game and a half up on the Niners going into Thanksgiving. So the Seattle Seahawks are playing in Baltimore. Baltimore is also 6-2. and two. You don't think they want to keep that lead over Cleveland, over Cincinnati, course, yeah. over Pittsburgh, who just won last night. So mm-hmm. that's a game where, again, both teams feel an immense amount of pressure. Seattle going into the Baltimore. So, again, nervous farts all over the place. Cheer for nervous farts. No. <laughs> all right. um, and Somebody wants some money. And you know what? As far as home field advantage, you said it. We started with it. the early morning game. No one's got home field because it's in Germany. Yeah. Everyone's going to be wearing lederhosen. Drinking Dolphins. it drinking in the morning. <laughs>
4: Dolphins, Chiefs, again, 6.30 a.m. Who do you like in that game, by the way? You know, I've been thinking about that. The Chiefs are coming off a loss. So yeah. you and have to. Mahomes won't that. have the flu, right? He's right, better. you know. Yeah. So yeah, feel better. You know, I think they're going to have to bounce back on this one. But I just like the Dolphins so much, so that's why it's a tough one. Um, I'll go. I'll go Chiefs. I can never go against Mahomes. Yeah. By the way, here
1: it where we're sitting, yeah. there is a very slow fly <laughs> and it's bothering me more that I can't catch it well, because how about if, you, it was how a, how a no, focus. No, but it was if it was a fast fly, <laughs> then you're like, oh, I didn't <laughs> catch a fast fly. Yeah. This is like a fly on its last like the <laughs> yeah. fly's gonna die by the end of the decade. Yeah. Yeah. You ever see that this commercial twenty third yeah, hour? Yeah, this what? is
5: like Ramos <laughs> in his last half hour <laughs> yeah, on the room. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You no, love it's symbolic. You love
4: that commercial. What is it? The Oh it was the I think it was Seagram's Seagrooms maybe? Uh, uh, spirit of It was, was a the, it was a, a, the life of a, a fly in one day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's
1: how, this flies is in its last last, yeah. and I can't catch it. All right, so <laughs> there you go. Those <laughs> those are your nervous farts, and any other games that you want to chat about? Hey, hit us up. It's Friday. We're having fun, a casual show live yep. from.
4: Uh, Santa Anita, California, first time here.
5: Yeah, Bursch is back there watching the phones if you want to dial in.
4: Okay, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, and, of course, all your feedback at Covino and Rich oh, I know. and at J S Ramos 6 to, again, congratulate him on his new journey, his new adventures, and his uh, all his time here at Fox Sports Radio. Even though they have a bye week, mm-hmm. y- you've got to realize I'm
1: going to talk a little 49ers. Two storylines real quick, and then we'll get to Isaac's update. Storyline number one, with Chase Young now on board. Physicals were passed. He's official. They had the video on social media of him checking out the field. Teammates are welcome. Debo Samuel is back, by the way, next week against the Jags. He's welcoming uh, Chase Young. With Chase Young and Nick Bosa on the same defensive line at the corners, someone is going to get a open. single – someone's right. going to get single – they both can't get doubled. Right. That is going to be a game-changer. I think we're underplaying how, like, you know, both of those guys can't get doubled. So I know they're not even playing this streak, but I have to talk Niners. No, no, I mean – Hot take it's, for it's you? A, yeah.
5: yeah. You want a hot take? Yeah. Just getting Devo Samuel back is going to bring Brock Purdy back to dominance. Because like he missed him so badly, and people you can weren't tell. really talking about that. You can tell. I, I don't think and, I heard anyone and, really say that.
4: And speaking of Brock Purdy. But it makes it,
1: sense. There's a narrative. Some people are like, oh, that's sort of cool. And other people are like, he should be studying. How do you feel about He's not on an island with, uh, you know, bikini girls on his off week. During his bye week, Brock Purdy is on a tractor. Did you see this video?
4: No, I haven't.
1: He, he went home, and he's riding the family tractor over corn, and he's, he's – He's farming.
4: Yeah, really? And hey. I mean,
1: half the people are like, oh, that's a good country boy. Yeah, and other people are like, saying, he should be studying. I mean, that's what he does. <laughs> what that's do who you th- he is. What, what, do you think he should be studying on the bye week? Or you think he, this is the time for the players to mentally refresh? Yes.
4: I I mean, mentally refresh. Don't you
1: I'm think he still that. has
4: time to do that? I mean, of course. I hate when, you think he's on a tractor 24-7? <laughs> I hate yeah. when people say that. Rob that's I'm so with stupid. You. Yeah. Nothing
1: bothers me more when – you know, foolish fans are like he should be doing this as if twenty-four hours a day they expect this guy. <laughs> no, like, yeah, as if he can't
4: do that later on. Come on, and that's, you don't think
2: ridiculous. he has Kyle Shanahan's playbook down to it? The, if anybody has that playbook down, it's Brock Purdy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well,
1: thank you guys. There you have it. Some great NFL matchups. Like I said, they're so like pretty fi-
4: even. Yeah, it's are, all even matchups for the most
1: part. There are, you know, some weeks he can't find a primetime game. There are five games this week that could very easily be, like, premier primetime games.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler.
1: I'm Dioza.
3: And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love Love at at first first listen. listen.